Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See, uh, not that I'm thinking of Alec Baldwin after that song. Wow. But did you see him <laughs> swinging his umbrella like Britney Spears, the photographer's? No. Yesterday in Manhattan. Oh. this close. I saw that he deactivated Twitter. We'll see how long it lasts this time. Oh my God, I'll bet that lasts a whole week. Yeah, well, perhaps. maybe not. Maybe not a week. But he and Hillary did. A work week. <laughs> there we go. A work week with a Friday holiday. Uh-huh, okay. Hillary's off Twitter too? Yeah, they oh, both deactivated she it. She can't go 24 hours. <laughs> You know why that is, don't you? Uh, apparently, it was because people were mean uh, to them after his interview with Abe, uh, George Stephanopoulos. No, I'm saying they can't. Why well, they can't oh, sign they can't off Twitter off? and stay off? Because they need the attention. Yeah, there's a dopamine. There's a dopamine release that they get from these uh, social media excursions. Right. Which is every bit as addictive as uh, booze, drugs, gambling, anything Absolutely. that you can think of. Mm-hmm. And that's a legitimate thing. Yep. People don't know that, but that's the truth. So they are literally as addicted to that as as any other so-called addict. Mm-hmm. And that's why they can't stay off. Yeah. They don't get the brain rush. They don't get the thrill. They start craving it. He'll be back. They'll yeah. be back. They'll both be back. Yeah. But he was going to Woody Allen's house. Because where else to go in the middle of a PR crisis than Woody Allen? <laughs> and when they started asking him questions and uh, taking his picture, he turned around with his umbrella in his hand and came marching towards him yeah, and screaming at yeah. him about civil rights. And he's back to being him. Yeah. Once again, Alec Baldwin has returned to his greatest cause. Alec Baldwin. Yes. <laughs> So, hunky-dory yeah. are the two words I was thinking of this morning when I was sizing up your situation coming in this morning. <laughs> hunky-dory. A-O-K. Yeah. Everyone moved in? Yep. All right. Everyone got in okay yesterday on time? They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> no conflicts, anything like that? Everything's good? Everyone's getting along? Yeah, that's fine. Everyone's in agreement on where to go, what to eat, what to do, what to watch on TV, when to go to bed, when quiet time is. <laughs> uh, All the rules of the household are being observed. It's like nothing happened. Right. It's just like another day. <laughs> it's We do everything together. Uh-huh. Well, that was certainly my family. I don't know if that's your family. That is this family. Yeah, that was my mm-hmm. in-laws. Yep. Yeah, we do everything together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Awesome. Six weeks with the in-laws? Yeah, one, one day down. <laughs> 41 to go? <laughs> yeah. Go I adore on. them. I really do. There's just uh-huh. a learning curve of... Uh-huh. 
no one was everyone up this morning to send you off yes Uh, well my no my father-in-law was up Colt was we were trying to force him back into bed force him Uh uh-huh the the lights were on in the bedroom so I know my you know mother-in-law was up lights father-in-law child crying (laughs) it's great They have a five-hour time difference, so when I'm getting up at 4.30, they think it's 9.30 in the morning, so they want to be up while they adjust. Well, last time I checked, (gasps) this is America. (laughs) And it's not 9.30 in the morning. (laughs) They got to get their bodies. You savvy? (laughs) I'm going to put up volume charts. What do you mean? Second point. Guys, it's five in the morning. We're at a level one. We're using our inside voices. Wow, it's just rattling at five in the morning. We're using our shut your face voices. We're trying to get a little kid back to sleep over here. We're using our go back to Brazil now voices. We're using our shut your face voices. You know how to whisper? Huh? Yeah. And I felt bad. I come guns blazing out of the bathroom because my husband is just being so loud and I just want to tell him to zip it. There's my father-in-law. Good morning. And I'm... Good morning. Okay. okay. Hi. Hi. Eric, can you shut up? (laughs) Crap. Must be magic living next to you. (sighs) We'll get in a a groove. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I know. You will. Hell, I mean, you're going to be living together yeah. for a long, long time. You have no option, but you'll start picking up each other's habits. And, yeah. 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 Of course, you'll be like yeah. one happy family. Uh-huh. You'll probably be digging it right about the time they leave. Right. We'll get used you to it. you to get it retrained all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric was on the air mattress last night, and about midnight, he bailed on that. That's to the over. Couch. <laughs> so that last Six night. hours into a 42-day experiment, that's <laughs> over. I think he made it three, if that... So. Done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what happens? He's just going to move on to the couch now? He probably is very tempted. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with the air mattress? I don't know. He just he said he couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's to be expected. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that sounds terrific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy times. <laughs> what time do the Christmas tree lights go off at your house? This was a... This was an issue at another house. You're not the only house that has a little bit of rumble going on mm. right now. Sarah's house right now, they're having a little bit of a domestic debate <laughs> on when the Christmas lights get turned off. So we have our set on a timer, and I hate the times that were chosen, but I okay. just chose it to not be a battle. Let's discuss it. So what, just... what times were chosen at your house? Uh, they go on at 5.15 and turn off at 10.15, I think, and, and I think that's stupid. Okay. I'm trying to let me see if I can figure out why you think that's stupid because on at 5:15 is on about uh, 15 20 minutes after sunset. That's pretty good time to come on. I think they could come on a little sooner. It's kind of that in between where there's darkness and it'd be nice to have them on where you don't want all the full lights on yet uh-huh. so we could enjoy the glow of the Christmas tree. Okay. So nudging it up to 4:15, what would that do to the tran- tranquility of the home? It might induce it sooner, you know, because there's just this warm, cozy glow that comes with the lights on. Now you know why we have our Christmas tree up all year long. Yeah, I get that. We love it. Mm-hmm. It's charming. It's peaceful. It's relaxing. It's anxiety 
reducing the yeah, whole thing. I we find that. it very, very soothing. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just put it on, uh, you know, any if it's just even cloudy outside, we'll put it on. Sounds so nice. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. soothing. Yeah. But you'd rather have it come on before it's pitch dark outside. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then it's off at 10.15. Right. And why is that? Stupid. Why is that stupid? Bed between eight and nine. So why did you set it to a time that no one's out there? I see. All right. Oh. Okay. And I don't know how to work the timer, and I just didn't feel like bringing it up and being an ag. So that's I a just, bummer, isn't it? I stew inside. Who set these stupid times? Is it a mechanical timer? Is it like? Uh, so is it on a nap? No, it's a it's the mechanical plug-in. timer. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I just haven't looked at it. Okay, it out. all right. How quaint. <laughs> I know. Oh, Dickens. Very, oh, very Charles Dickens. <laughs> very a mechanical timer uh-huh. with gears and machines and everything. Uh-huh. Darling. Uh-huh. All right. What's the complaint at your house? God, and Emily had me until her last few words. I thought we were on the same side. The lights at my house go on at four o'clock. That's a good time. Great. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the outside lights. That's the Christmas tree and the inside lights. You have lights on the outside of the house? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. The balcony and the front porch. And everything. Goes on synchronized almost at the same time. It's okay. me. It's me. Four o'clock. Yeah. Bloop, oh, you just bloop, go around turning bloop, them on. Bloop, bloop. You don't even have timers. You bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. That's okay. super Dickens. That's even older fashioned than us. Caveman. Well, yeah. They just plug in, so I just turn them on. Yeah. And then every night when I go to bed, which is usually I can finally start to go downstairs around nine o'clock at night, my husband Chip wants me to turn everything off. Mm-hmm. That is way too early. Mm-hmm. You. What? It's almost, what's the point of having them if you're going to turn them off that early? Do you want the lights to stay on after you've gone to bed? Yes. Can oh. you see the lights <laughs> from where you are in bed? No. Okay. But you need the feeling of the lights being on. Yes. Warming your Christmas spirit. Not just mine, but the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, our balcony, more people can see our balcony snowflake sure. lights because there's a whole neighborhood down there. snowflake lights? We have snowflake lights on That's the balcony. Nice. It's so cute. Uh-huh. And I want that. And when I look on my balcony and I see all the other houses lit up at night, it makes my heart very happy. So and I want to spread that joy as well. dark and dreary. When it's after nine o'clock, I think... That they should stay on until I leave for work at 4.30. So you'd like them to burn all throughout the night? I sure do. Okay. Mm. That's their purpose. We use them a few weeks a year. Mm -hmm. They're not going to burn out, you know, for a while. Right. And that's their purpose. Yeah. And do you want the Christmas tree inside the house burning all night as well? No, the Christmas tree I'm fine with because Chip's worried about something going wrong with that a spark or something if for some reason the tree if we leave it up it'll is this a real tree no it's not a real tree and you aren't using actual candles (laughs) and he is still doing this charles dickens the christmas tree is gonna burn down he's he's scared of that did you buy uh budget christmas lights with like bare wire on them that arc no the tree came with lights attached yeah the easiest thing in the world so it's a fake tree Uh uh-huh it's plastic Does it unplug the fridge and the lamps and the microwave just every night? Uh, thank you. Yes. Anything with a light? Does he go around unscrewing light bulbs? Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you thought about bringing this up to him? Oh, I've brought this up to him. Uh-huh. 
he doesn't care. He, he he even if we leave, even if it's on and we pop out to go get dinner and come back home, he the wants off. the tree unplugged if yeah. it's not attended to. Right. Jesus. Mm. Right. So. Hey, you, now, has he ever or have you ever seen a Christmas tree go up in flames? No. Okay, it's awful. I'll tell you that. In fact, did you guys see the 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 Fox News? Someone set the Fox News Christmas tree on fire in Manhattan last mm. night. It's a gigantic. It's like a. It, it's it's like the the Christmas tree in front of Rockefeller Center. It's huge. Oh it's a fifty foot fall, and someone set it on fire. Oh, that's so uncool. Yeah, oh, bonfire. That sucks. But a Christmas tree that catches on fire. If you've if you've never seen it, if you were sitting in your home and someone counted down from five that your Christmas tree was going to catch on fire, you couldn't do anything about it. It goes so fast. It's like trying to put out a firecracker. You can't. Oh crap. So, I don't know what kind of safety measures he imagines himself exerting on your home with his fake Christmas tree that won't catch on fire. <laughs> and it's probably LED lights that you can touch with your hand. They sure are. They're LEDs. Uh-huh. Okay, so those, you can suck on those things. <laughs> there's no There's no, there's heat. barely any voltage or fire or anything well, in them. Nothing. I don't know. Well, he should. Well, he should. He's he the one should. making. A, he's the one making a case against it. He yeah. is. So he should know what he's talking about. But guess what? Hmm. He don't. Yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, you want those patio lights burning all night long. Yes. Anyone got a case for that? It's probably LEDs. Who cares? It's going to be three cents a night. I get her wanting to bring joy to the neighborhood, so that's yeah. fine. We don't have outside lights. And it makes so. her feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It is, and I also feel like maybe it will. I get really scared of porch pirates this time of year. I really do, especially with my plate. I don't know. As you should. You know, and so I feel like. That's something to as, worry about. Yeah, and I feel like if you're, my front porch is totally lit up, yeah. you know, at night, and I feel like it will just keep people away. Not that I leave stuff out there at night, but I'm just saying, I just feel like it will fend off people more. Have you thought about house. having Alec Baldwin and Kyle Rittenhouse sit on your front porch? <laughs> Inflatables of them this year? How about that? Couldn't hurt. (laughs) Kyle Rittenhouse and Alec Baldwin bringing (laughs) the first of the Christmas gifts to the Magi. I think an inflatable Alec Baldwin and an inflatable (laughs) Kyle Rittenhouse will keep, will make porch pirates think twice we'll give them pause Good idea. Yeah. and maybe and during that pause maybe they'll sit there on the street and they'll take in the peaceful joy of your christmas lights which are led and will not set a fake <laughs> christmas tree on fire. come on i know you're the captain of the zombie apocalypse but wake up fella <laughs> Well, the ladies have lost a couple of domestic fights at home here, Chainsaw. Yeah. Boy. Well, at least Emily's Aztecs will be in action tonight. Maybe the family can gather around and watch that game. There we go. Or listen to that game on KGB. Oh, listen, they can watch. Yeah. (laughs) We have a second-year quarterback taking a shot at Peyton Manning coming up. And one Hmm. game better than mediocre. On the KGB.
that my pal Gary Hoey playing right there? I think it is. Sounds like nice. it. I wonder if he's got his plans to play in Ramona. He usually plays this right up there in uh, mid to late December. Yeah. He loves coming here for Christmas. Yeah, he'll be there the 18th next Saturday. The usual the usual uh, scene of the crime, the yes. main stage? Yep. Ramona main stage? Yep. Ah, it's just not Christmas till Gary Hoey Co- comes out and sets Ramona. Lights up Ramona like the Christmas lights. Decades now, Gary's been providing the Christmas jams for us here on the DSC. Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho! Here's the Chase on Talking Sports on the KJ Bagels. Well, good morning, I thank you, David. And hello again, everybody, in the sports world. Emily's Aztecs basketball team will host Cal State Fullerton tonight at Viejas Arena. The Aztecs are 5-3 and three on those seasons so fired and are favored by 13.5 points tonight. You can hear the game live right here on the Cage Bay. Yes, it. Yes, uh, we usually have Ted Leitner with the play-by-play, but tonight, Bromo will be filling in because as a KGB sports director, I assigned him this game because oh. I love how he interjects humor into the broadcast. <laughs> San Diego's World Class Rock, 101.5 KGB War with Lowrider. It's Bromo here. You know you're really having a bad day when you hear... Four! And you're at the bowling alley. Hey! <laughs> Aztecs and Titans, 7 o'clock. Right here. Sports fans, you may already know. Monday Night Football has an alternate broadcast with Peyton and Eli Manning relaxing in their respective man caves, just talking like two regular guys. I like it. Who happen to have won four Super Bowls between them. Just regular guys. Mm-hmm. This past Monday, they had Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow as their guest, and they were talking about blowout games. Hey, Joe, we all have a blowout game. Uh, do you ever wish you could have a guest on there that you and Troy could interview? Yeah, you know, the last time I thought about that was when you guys played Seattle at the Super Bowl. Burn. My mistake, that was Joe Buck, not not Joe Burrow. That would have been awfully ballsy for a second-year quarterback to take a crack at a Super Bowl champion like that. That was Joe Buck. That was Joe Buck. I beg your pardon. Mm -hmm. Did you know that in the Super Bowl era alone, there have been 721 quarterbacks in the NFL, and only 67 have ever started a Super Bowl? Mm. That's a less than 1 in 10 shot for an NFL quarterback to make it to the big game. Incidentally, uh, the Cheathawks... Uh, could have made it two Super Bowl wins in a row the following year. Why do you do this to me? But Cheathawks crime lord Pete Cartel instructed (laughs) Cheathawks quarterback Charles Manson to throw an interception into the end zone instead of handing it off to Shawshank Grinch (laughs) for the win. So I don't know if you remember. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Like an old murder mystery, you know? The butler did it. Oh, my. I mean, seriously, what's greater? Do you believe in miracles or unreal? Al Michaels was there for both greatness. Yeah. Both great stories. Virtual toss-up yes. on those two. Yeah. Two oh. National yeah. holidays. Interesting. Can't hear enough of them. And they get replayed a lot. Huh. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the National Bell. 
I've lived in England now for 10 years with my lovely daughter who was planned poorly, as it turns out. Uh, very poorly. Her father and I are not together anymore, but we are still really good friends. Is a lie I tell to protect her. It's fake news. We're enemies. We are enemies. And she's English. I love having a British child. It's like having a tiny and ineffective butler at home. She's like, I'm ever so sorry, mommy, but I appear to have been careless and mashed Nutella into the carpet. So like, yeah, but where is the drink that I ordered from you 10 minutes ago? Yeah, oh, and that's how she talks. The British are sneaking into their own country through my body. That's what's <laughs> happening over there. Uh -huh. And Brexit has severely undermined me as a parent. I tell her to eat her vegetables. She tells me to stop being a burden on her national health care system. I'm not. I'm not, but she believes that because she's a baby. She's a dumb baby. <laughs> what do you know? The geezers, excuse me, the Lakers won a game last night. They beat Boston at Staples. They now have that thing. What do you call it? A winning record. Now 13 and 12 on the year. And other sports statement. Dear Dave, because of the time difference in Africa, I think it's time for a little afternoon delight. Let's set the sleep number for 69. Signed, Emily's in laws. Skyrocket in flight. Afternoon delight. It is 6.35 and 5 seconds, and this is your 101.5 KGB FM Sports Network. Oh, my. Sweaty pile driver. First stubborn stain. Been ground in. Right now. Afternoon delight. Of the DSC KGB. Time for a look at traffic with the DSC on KGB. Just two issues to let you know about so far this morning, both on the 805 northbound. First, 805 northbound before Benita Road, there's an accident blocking the left lane. Traffic is stop and go from Telegraph Canyon. And then on the 805 northbound, just before the 15, they are clearing up a disabled bus. Traffic is slow from Plaza Boulevard. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Emily, what are the big stories coming up today in the Happy Crackpot News? On our website, 101kgb.com, you can see the Fox News tree that caught on fire, yeah. in case you've missed it. Big blaze in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have updates from the Jesse Smollett case and an update from a California murder case. Uh, we will hear from Fauci about the... I, I know Anna taught us how to say the variant's name yesterday, and now I'm blanking on it. Omnipocron. There, there we go. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she put it back up in case we need it. All right. Let's see. What's the variant? Omicron. Omicron. That's right. <laughs> Tis the season for holiday parties. We have a list of gifts you can get the host. And uh, The Rock just has so many awards. He can just give them away. They don't mean anything to him. Here, take this award that was Daryl The me. Rock yeah, Johnson yes. has so <laughs> many awards. Oh, it is. You get a People's Choice or something he like did, that. Yeah, yeah, but instantly gave it away. He sure makes people happy. He does. Mm -hmm. I know, Honor. He's so awesome. I heard, uh, Chris Boy, you'll like this. I heard that uh, I think his name is Michael Imperioli, who played Christopher in The Sopranos, threw his Emmy away. Really? Threw in the garbage, yep. It was the night that Sopranos was killing it 
in the Emmy Awards and the show won and he won and everyone was out partying. They were drinking and partying, carrying on until 5 o'clock in the morning and they staggered back into their hotel room and his wife looked at him and said, man, you just won the Emmy Award and everyone's kissing your ass because you're such a big deal. I dare you to throw your Emmy in the garbage. Oh! Loser. Whoa. So we did. Terrible relationship. <laughs> what is that? Wow. That's a wife celebrating her husband's greatest professional success. Hmm. That's what that is. That's disappointing. Yeah. Apparently next morning she says, go get your Emmy out of the garbage, you stupid idiot. What to throw it away for? <laughs> wow. I also got this movie question. Check this out from Tim. Timothy wrote this to me a couple weeks ago. He says, Dave, what is the greatest movie vehicle chase of all time? What do you think, Emily? The greatest movie vehicle chase of all time. Note, Dave, I did not say car chase. Given the awesome helicopter scenes in Mission Impossible or the Venice boat scene in Indiana Jones. I say it's the tank pursuit in James Bond, Goldeneye. You have a thought on this? Have you seen a movie with a car scene, a car chase, or a vehicle chase, I should say, a vehicle chase, that you think is the greatest of all time? Oh, I'm sure I have seen it. Um, sadly. To keep Chuck a Chuck a drummer boy from spastically shouting at Benny David. <laughs> Let's limit it to films that were made after Emily was born. Thanks. Oh, Love your show. And that is okay. too. <laughs> believe the first car driving scene, and it's not a chase, was Boyer's car going down the 163 in one of our movies that popped into my head. I'll tell you what, your heart was in your throat the entire time. That was the beautiful uh, 1974 International Harvester Scout. Why was that the first? Two-tone Omaha orange and the white top. Because it struck fear in your heart, that's why. Brainwashed by this show. Our own show. Our own movie. How many takes Uh, was that, too? That was a lot of takes, wasn't it? Then you have to just get off the exit ramp and loop it around like 10 times. That was a... Yes. That was a tough one. And that was geared for like, you know, climbing up rocks and trying to get it up to 45 on the 163. I was the driver in that scene. Yeah. Oh, you were driving. Yeah, I was the driver. Gotcha. (laughs) Why were you driving? Uh, Because I was on the phone with Lumberg and on the way to Petco Park. You know, we should have faked it, put that thing on the trailer, and had you just ride in it on the trailer. Well, then you would see the car on the trailer. It was an overhead shot, numbnuts. Thanks yeah. for being part of the movie-making process. What do you think is the greatest car chasing? You get the second unit What do you director, think is the greatest car chasing? Ronan. What's that? What year it's, was that? Uh, or mo- vehicle chase, I should say. I'm still going Ronan. It's a car chase. It's uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Natasha McElhone. De Niro? De Niro. De Niro. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Al Pacino. <laughs> and uh, Natasha McElhone, and they're racing oh, through Paris. Name, right? yeah. Well, at least no one knows it. Yeah. That's fun. How about you, Jason? Um, I don't know the name of the... It was a Jason Bourne movie. With yeah. Damon. It was pretty good in Moscow, I think. Yeah, the Bourne movies have great chases in them. They really yeah. do. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. one, sir? Is it? The Blues Brothers. Yeah. That's the one I That's think. That's an awesome one. Yeah. <laughs> it wrecked like a hundred cop cars. That's one of the best of all time. What is so great about the bullet car chase scene anyway? Have you ever noticed the payoff on it? They're driving. Both these guys obviously are skilled drivers. You got Steve McQueen versus the bad guys. 
It's a Mustang versus like a Charger or something like that. They're driving through San Francisco and then they get out the outskirts of San Francisco and the one guy goes, I know, I'll just for no reason at all drive straight into a gas station. For no reason at all. Right. It's always pissed me off that they laud that as the greatest car chase scene of all time. It's like, well, why did that guy just suddenly, in the middle of nowhere, where suddenly there's a gas station and no civilization else, and he goes, I'll just drive straight into it. Because the screenwriter said, uh, time to end it. Now what? <laughs> and in There's fact, no purpose to it at all. Not. In the plot, it's like... They're bumping and grinding the whole time, and then this guy just goes, there's a gas station, I'm going suicide bomb. Yeah, and you'd see the same Toyota Tercel or whatever it was in about five of the chase scenes. Like, it was like, you know, it's stupid. keeping up. It's and, I mean, it's exciting, the speed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I actually find it much more exciting in the beginning when Steve McQueen loses them and shows up in the rearview mirror of the bad guy's charger. I thought that was a menacing, cool scene. But the ending is just like, it was like the ending of a Saturday Night Live skit. Uh, we're out of time. Close the curtain. <laughs> Stupid. And if you watch it, he doesn't even hit the gas station. They have to blow the gas station with an explosive because the car completely misses the destination. Like it's fake. Well, like it, it was a real car. And they had a... Like they didn't actually even die. Like they didn't actually die. Like yeah. it's pretend. Yeah. yeah. About for Ford versus Ferrari. Mm, good one. I like the Terminator ones where Arnold's on the motorcycle going through the aqueducts and the, the bad Terminator's mm-hmm. chasing him like in a crane. Uh-huh. And I like the Italian one. job, too. Oh, good stuff. And Mission Impossible is great. And so do the Daniel Craig... James Bond. Yeah. Oh, great ones in those. All right. Thank you, Timothy. Hey, we're getting very close to Christmas wish time. It's day five. It's a Christmas miracle coming from my friends at Jersey Mike's. Just minutes away this morning with a DSCO. Christmas Wish. Presented by Jersey Mike's. Making someone's $1,000 Christmas wish come true. Wish number five. Cecil. Yo. What's going on, brother? Nothing much on the way to work. Uh, enjoying this beautiful day. I'm already at work. <laughs> Lazy bones. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? What can I do for you? I don't know. You guys called me. What do we got going on? I'm pretty sure you called me. <laughs> Didn't you call me? Uh, I call you usually, or at least we got our wires crashed or something here. Right house. Hang on. Let me see if someone here. Uh, is this Laura? It is. Hey, Laura. How you doing? I'm good. We're also in the same car right now. Fun. <laughs> You and Cecil are in the same car? Yeah, we're both headed to work. Okay. What do you guys want? I'm busy. I'm all, as I explained to this Cecil, I'm already at work. I'm a busy, busy, busy man. I get that. I understand. You have to deal with Boyer. 
<laughs> Every year, the Christmas wish, does anyone take him away? No. <laughs> what if I did that for you, Laura? What if I brought Chris Boyer in a diaper and I put him in your Christmas stocking this Christmas Eve? No, I no. I don't have a stocking up right now. You're so just saying that. Can't. You're just saying that because Cecil's there, right? But <laughs> cluck twice if you really want me to do it. <laughs> well, uh, so Laura, yeah. Does Cecil know that you wrote to me? I eventually told him. Yeah. So you know, you both know what's going on here. Can I can I read the the letter for the rest of us here? Yeah. Laura says, uh, we were just notified we've got 60 days to move out of our home that we've been living in for seven years because the new owner wants to move his parents in. And we live paycheck to paycheck. So the idea of coming up with first and last month's rent plus a deposit means Christmas is not going to happen, not even a treat, because every little penny that we have must be saved to help us find a new place. Cecil's been working for the same company for almost 20 years. This is feeling like bad luck, so a little help would be a miracle. Yeah, that's a bummer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, who notified you to move out at the holidays? That's not good. Your your, uh, landlord isn't iHeart, is it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. You have friends, and your friends are Jersey Mike's, and Kearney Mesa Subaru, and Randy Eichler, and his pal Scott McAdoo, the Lighting Element Company. They're all ganging up on you guys today here, and they're bringing you over $4,000 in cash and gift cards today because you, Laura, and you, Cecil are going to be our special, special winners today here on Day 5 of 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Wow. I don't even know if over $4,000 is enough for first and last month's rent in this town anymore. Right. Well, at least it gets us a chance to have Christmas. Yeah, and I think it should at least uh, get you out of the quicksand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got a place picked out yet? We did find a place, and we asked if we could get in there by before the end of the year so we could have some holidays. And this will help us actually have a holiday. Glad to hear it. Merry Christmas from everybody here at the KGB. Thank you. day five of the 12 days of Christmas. It's all brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Remember when we were cheapskate bastards and we would only give away a thousand dollars? Gosh, we were so stingy back then. I'm not saying that we won't return to that. But uh, for years and years, it was a thousand dollars that we would show up with and 
That was just enough to save someone's Christmas, you know? Keep the power on, keep the rent paid, keep groceries on the table, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, this time around, it was Laura and Cecil who've been given the notice, you got to get out because I'm moving my parents into your home. Mm-hmm. And Jersey Mike's got joined by some other big-hearted friends this year. Yeah, they did. And Jersey Mike's is glad to have the help, aren't they? Yes, they are. So makes, Kearney makes, what's that? Makes the holidays that much holier. Yeah, that's right. Kearney makes a Subaru. And Randy Eichler, along with his pal Scott at the Lighting Element Company, and some anonymous listeners are all chipping in, and it's over $4,000. Lauren Cecil are going to get, and they got to scrape together first and last month's rent. Yeah. And a deposit. Mm-hmm. And moving is never cheap. That ain't cheap. None of it's cheap. Uh-huh. No. And they said there was going to be no Christmas at all. But now there is. So maybe you've got the same story. Maybe the same thing. Maybe you've got some sort of urgent emergency happening this Christmas. And looking bleak for you. We need to hear about that. Go to 101kgb.com. Tell us your trouble or the troubles of some of that you know. Let's see if we can point the miracle your way. You know, tomorrow we hit the halfway point. That's right. Tomorrow will be day six of the Christmas Wish, brought to you by Jersey Mike's. So go to 101 KGB. Hey, Sam Allison, I didn't kill anyone in San Francisco or any place else. We got another witness who says you were there. Willing to swear to it. All right, so maybe I was. What's that? Said you spent your time up north in the bar. Which bar? Cookies. Where's that? One Kearney. You got any way to prove you were there? This cookies? Sure, talk to Cookie himself. He'll tell you. What's his last name? I don't know. Cookie Randolph. You spend uh, all his time with him, you don't know his last name. Cookie, just plain Cookie. That's all you need to know to get a drink. Randolph. He ever done any time? Not Cookie. He'll do almost anything to make a buck as long as he doesn't have to work for it. But he's never fallen that I know about. He's too busy watering the booze he said. <laughs> the Dean of American Sportscasters. Cookie Randolph. 101 KGB. There he is. Bringing you the sports. You can do anything to avoid working. It's a chainsaw. <laughs> Cookie Randolph on KGB. Good morning. Well, good morning. And thank you, David. And hello again, everybody in the sports world. I didn't see him, Sergeant. I swear. Emily's Aztecs basketball team will host Cal State Fullerton tonight at VA House Arena. The Aztecs are 5-3 and three on the season and are favored by 13.5 points tonight. Ooh, right. You can hear the game live right here on the KGB. Your sports leader since 1972. Ooh, Here's a sampling from that glorious year. KGB. Shotgun time, Kelly. It's 310. How you doing on a Sunday afternoon? I was playing the hits for you. Yeah, I remember that game. Aztecs uh, Titans right here, 7 o'clock tonight. San Diego Gold's Hockey Club is currently right in the middle of the pack in their division with an 8-8-1 record back in town Saturday night against the Ontario Reign. The Anaheim Ducks of the National Hockey League used a trick play last night from behind the net, bouncing the puck off the back of the Calgary Flames goalie for the duck right in front of him to tap it right in. Duck comes Milano out there with Zegras and Raquel. Raquel will skate that down. He's got Zegras behind the net. He knows he's there. He goes right to him. Zegras here. He can. Oh look at this! Oh, it's in! Oh my goodness! What a goal! The magic of Trevor Zegras 
it looks like he was going to try the Michigan play. Instead, he lobbed it off the back of Uko Pekalukinen. Yes, the old wow. lob it off the back of Uko Pekalukinen play. Yeah. The Ducks win two zip to improve to 27 14, 8 and 5. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Happy sports birthday to Lakers big man Dwight Howard, 36 today. Former Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers turns 40 today. Phil, any message for your old friends here in town? Hi, this is Philip Rivers, and you're listening to Cookie Randolph on the KGB. It's nice to see people with her condition out mixing with normal people. Man, that's sweet. <laughs> Actress Terry Hatcher is a spectacular 57 years old today. And a legendary comedian would have been 68 today. He died in 1992. Maybe I shouldn't mention his name. I don't think I'll mention it. Say it! So, Say it! The great Sam Kinison, born in 1953. Quite a day for birthdays, actually. Greg Allman, Jim Morrison, Sinead O'Connor, Nicki Minaj. How soon would you ghost that birthday party with all those people, huh? Just kidding. <laughs> of course you would stay, because all of them would really want to talk to you. <laughs> you know. What's that? You think you're better than me? What? No, I didn't say that. Exactly. They're just people. They're just they're just people uh-huh. who are way more successful, popular, richer, and in some case, deader than we are. So, you know. There's nothing special about you. Get over yourself. We salute them, is my point. Thank you. Meanwhile, in the national that I'm trying to help. I do the best I can, folks. I swear I do. I do the best I can. Like this world hunger thing, I'm really involved with it. I'm just like you. I see the same commercials as little kids out there, hungry. I watch this on TV and I'm home. I'm going, God, you know how sad. How cruel. Because I know the film crew could give this kid a sandwich. (laughs) Come on, you know there's a director five feet away going, Don't feed him yet! trying to make fun of world hunger. If you want to do something about world hunger, uh, I think I have an answer. I think that uh, a lot of people are adopting this attitude. You want to do something about world hunger? Stop sending them food. Don't send them any more food. You want to help these people? Send them U-Hauls. Send them boxes, you know, some luggage. Send them a guy there who goes, hey! <laughs> hey, you know, we just drove 750 miles across the desert with your food, and it occurred to us that there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is! <laughs> you live in a desert! Do you understand that you live in a desert? That's a cross Association! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, classic. Uh, the uh, Lakers beat Boston last night to improve to 13-12, and 12, which is a disappointing record for a team stacked with future Hall of Famers, albeit old future Hall of Famers. People have been taking turns blaming the aging roster or the head coach Frank Vogel for their mediocre play. Charles Barkley has had enough of that. For the first month of the season, y'all blame everything on Russell Westbrook for the Lakers bid putting all them old-ass geezers together. Now I hear y'all going to fire Frank Vogel. Listen... Russ is learning. Frank Vogel is a terrific coach. Putting all them old-ass geezers together and just trying to blame other people. It ain't right and it ain't cool. Mm-hmm. Next up for the old-ass geezers at Memphis tomorrow night. And other sports drama. Dear Dave, you asked earlier this week why people stick stuff up their butt without thinking about the consequences of getting said object out when it's inserted too far up there. You know, when two people are in the throes of passion, Dave, you'd be surprised what everyday objects within arm's reach get rammed up the old pooper. Mm-hmm. 
For instance, my daughter-in-law has numerous possible butt missiles right on her nightstands that will be sure to be wearing out on our 42-day stay. Signed, Emily's in-laws. This is your 101.5 KGBFM Sports Network. Wait a second now. Chainsaw is brought to you by Boot World. Since 1975, Boot World has provided the largest selection of Ugg and Burley sheepskin footwear, sleepers, sleepers, slippers, outdoor and work shoes for us San Diegans for the perfect holiday gift. Gifts for your friends, your family. Shop any of the six countywide Boot World locations and bootworld.com. Let's bring out the celebrity death czar. This is a tough one today. Did you hear about this? Chris Boyer is the one who has been declared as the all-knowing, the all-seeing, and he whose word shall never be challenged. The one who decides if, first of all, if a person really is famous... It's all brought up when people say, oh, it always comes in threes. Well, maybe. First, you have to have a death star who determines, are they really famous? And secondly, you got to put a time limit on it. Who's waiting for company to go into celebrity death heaven right now? Uh, no one, sir. All right. I present to you the slam dunk, no doubt about it. Put her right in, Shirley Temple. Wow, this is astonishing to the death czar who... Who never pays attention to the news? (laughs) Who would erroneously assume that Shirley Temple had uh, allegedly already passed. (laughs) But that's obviously not the case. Uh, Shirley Temple was the child star, and then she later became an ambassador and worked... uh, To who? uh, To uh, that place over there with those people. She was an ambassador to the good ship. Shirley Temple and Shirley Temple Black. Two people? She's the same person. And uh, I will uh, gladly put her in. Shirley Temple, welcome! And we have ten days before the window closes. What's the matter? Shirley Temple, the actress? What's, What's wrong? Wiki has her dying in 2014. I thought so too, but I saw it in the Daily Mail yesterday. I don't know what's going on with what? it. Is she still? Is she? I don't still know. dead? Still dead. I thought she was gone a long time ago too. Well, that, that sounds like three of us. Hmm. In that case, I may rescind the posthumous <laughs> award. <laughs> yeah. Why would they? Huh? I wonder why they would. I don't know. No, yeah, this stuff happens. She's out! Maybe it's just, now she's not in? <laughs> she's not in! You said you would have put her in. Uh, you said, had, uh, you said I thought she was dead, at which time I would have put her in. Yeah. Now she's out? Well, she's out of the current list. Oh she's God. not eligible! Well, let me bring you some of Chris Boyer's favorite headlines. Excellent. That I've gathered. I see these headlines and I think to myself, hmm. 
I bet that Chris Boyer has something to say about this. For example, did you hear our beloved Governor Gavin Newsom spent Thanksgiving at a $29,000 a night villa in Cabo San Lucas? Uh, he booked out of the governor's office while extending the California State of Emergency Declaration to go down to the villa that is owned by a Russian tax cheat. Oh. Yep. Wonder who paid for that uh, $25,000 a night hotel there, Gavin? Could have been a Russian. And California is in such a state of emergency that its valued leader can just run away, not just out of the state, out of the country. And then he came back for a week, and now he's doing some stupid book tour. What a dumb CSer. That guy, Jesus Christ. The, the only thing stupider than Gavin are the people who couldn't recall him. Do you think it's um? Do you think it's a good look to be spending vacation time at the home of an uh, acknowledged tax cheat to the tune of a quarter billion dollars and a dirty pinko Russian? Mm. No. No. The optics are not good. The optics. (laughs) All right. How about this one, Chris Boyer? Kathy Griffin has blasted CNN for misogyny and ageism because they kept Jeffrey Tubin. Kathy says when a guy, you remember Kathy used to be on CNN. Oh, wow, she was drunk on CNN, right? Right, but it was a great show. Kathy and um, Anderson Anderson Cooper Cooper. used to ring in the new year, and it was a really funny show. But then Kathy got fired by CNN, and Kathy is now blasting her former network for misogyny and ageism. She says when a guy does something, we joke about it. There's a double standard. She was saying this on The View recently. Tubin was reinstated following an eight-month suspension after he was caught whacking off on a Zoom call. Now, he did that on a Zoom call. He didn't do it on TV. No. This was just on a Zoom call between business associates, right? Well, it was with his CNN bosses, is my Yeah, but it wasn't on TV. It wasn't public. Uh, It wasn't, but he essentially created an uncomfortable situation. No doubt. With the people uh, in in his office. No doubt. But it wasn't broadcast and it wasn't public or until they made it public. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fewer people would have seen it if it was on CNN. <clears throat> Good stuff. So uh, what do you have to say to Kathy Griffin? Well, they ought to fire her, fire tube, and close down they CNN. They did get rid of her. Shut the view. Get rid of all of them. Just get them all gone. Well, the view's not on CNN. <laughs> I understand. Are you, are you, are you plugged you, in here? Are I you am doing sir. okay? Do you yes, sir. That? Well, okay, the view's not on CNN, so they can't fire them. Just put up a test pattern. Uh, You know, Kathy Griffin is just a a lunatic. You remember when Kathy went crazy? (laughs) Yes. She went crazy. Did she? Yeah, she went full crazy. She published, publicly published, pictures of herself holding the president's severed head. That's right. Then she said, I'm sorry. And then she said, no, I'm not sorry. Right. And then she said, yes, I am sorry. And she goes, no, assholes, I'm not sorry. She went crazy. Yeah. And uh, publicly crazy. And that's when CNN said, I think we're going to leave. Awkward. Mm -hmm. They backed quietly away. Yeah. I would point out to Kathy Griffin about misogyny and ageism that, uh, for example, Martha Stewart got caught doing something bad and went to prison. 
She got busted and went to prison and has come back and is more popular and more successful than ever before. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a necessarily a, always a double standard. Double standards exist for sure. There's no doubt about that, but it's not the rule. Right. And maybe she could try to redeem herself and uh, resurge her popularity the way, as you point out, Martha Stewart has. By just doing your job. Just yeah. do it better than anyone else. Yep, and just let it go because... In- I used to love her stand-up. I thought her, when she goes on and tells stories about hanging out at famous people's houses, I think she's hilarious. Mm. I think that's all she needs to do. Just focus on doing what... That's what Martha did. She came back and showed everyone how to make Raisin Jack from the toilet that she learned in person. <laughs> And it was better than anyone else. And then she talked na- she took naughty pictures of herself in the swimming pool. That's right. That's the quickest way to get on our good graces. It's a good thing. Make us food and get naked. I have a $5 challenge quiz for you. And someone's going to win a four-pack of tickets for Universal Studios. with keyboards and KGB took that to number one in 1984 it's the home of classic rock the DSC radio show dear Dave I remember when you guys were cheapskate bastards I remember very well you forced us listeners to skip our Friday happy hour and wait in line to buy your best of CDs and movies watch bromo and a Christmas thong just so you cheap bastards could give away a lousy one thousand dollars and I know in my heart of hearts that Shelly absolutely loved sitting in an East County blockbuster on a Friday at 7 o'clock. <laughs> I, oh. remember, I remember that. Oh, she'd go on and on about how she looked forward to those, yes. especially on her birthday. Yes. <laughs> you got that right, listener Pete? Yep. Thank you very much. Dear Dave, would the ladies of the show, here you go, Sarah, Emily, would the ladies of the show rather eat balut just a wee bit past the expiration date? Oh. <laughs> How can you tell? Yeah. Doesn't it come expired? I think it does. Fermented? Is there a date on the side of Balut? Yeah, never. Is it on the, is it on the beak? Is it on the uh. little webbed foot? Oh. Oh. oh my god. Oh. Or a marathon three-way with Chris Boyer. Marathon three-way with Chris Boyer. <laughs> All right. This is a great week for me, David. Look at you. Look at you, Chris Boyer. Emily's taking the marathon three-way. Yep, it's a three-way. All right. Oh, this is awesome. Congratulations. Look at you. You can save it for Sarah again. I'll make sure there's enough for both of us. (laughs) Stuck your tongue out and you made a Nicky noise, Emily. Really? Yeah. Didn't care for that? No. All right. Dear Dave, heard about Emily's dilemma. She's in luck as my exclusive resort is offering complimentary six-week stay for one that includes all-day massages and a gluten-free diet. Hmm, think about that, Emily. Signed the Consworth five-star resort and spa. All right. I have a four-pack of tickets to give away for, is it Universal Studios? Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Universal Studios Hollywood for the holidays. And you can have them if you pick the right champion. Now, the $5 quiz regular season is over. Mm-hmm. And we're into the playoffs. We already had the wild card game. Mm-hmm. The next game in the playoffs is going to be Friday between Chris Boyer and the Chainsaw. And then there will be a game on uh, next week that will feature Emily versus the reigning champion, Anna. Yes. And then uh, a week from Friday, our Christmas show will be the championship game. I got four games left. Okay. No, three games. Three. Three games left. Three games left. Since today's game does not matter. Right? Mm-hmm. This is just yeah, for fun. It's just mm-hmm. exhibition. It's just for fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. I will offer a bonus prize for either Chris Boyer or the Chainsaw, who are going to be in the next playoff game. That is if you win. Right. So a little advantage going into our match or something? If either one of you win. Okay. I will you will earn a hint on Friday's game. Nice. I love it. Should you both be stumped on Friday mm-hmm. by any question you have in your pocket, much like on Survivor, the hidden immunity idol, a little bonus treat, you will have a hint in your pocket, but you have to win this. Family wins it today, which she's been known to do. Mm-hmm. You can't have the hint. Emily gets to have it for next week. Oh. If Anna wins it, Anna gets the hint. Wow. Chris Boyer wins it, he gets the hint. But you got to win it to get the hint. Love it. All right? Love it. In the meantime, you're playing for DSC listeners who want to go. Universal Studios in Hollywood for the Holly Days. Chris Boyer, you're playing for Matthew. Chainsaw, you're playing for Jesse. Jesse! Anna's playing for Terry. Emily! You're playing for Hugo. All right. And Sarah, she's going to play, too. She could be the spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> she could, could she win her way back in? Or I could win a hint and choose who to give it to? If you want, you could do that. You could have the hint in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And then wait and see what people can do to bribe you to get the hint. I've seen that on Survivor, too. People will find the hidden immunity idol. And they'll give it to someone. Yeah. I never cared for that. But it is a way to play the game. Who will win the $5 quiz hint? And who's going to win the four-pack of tickets for Universal Studios? It's a Christmas movie. $5 quiz coming your way. And now... The $5 quiz participants, and that's Emily and Boyer and Chainsaw and Sarah and Anna, have gathered for kind of an exhibition game here today. Although there is a reward you're playing for, kind of like in the baseball all-star game where you're playing for home field advantage, you're playing for a Christmas. The $5 quiz playoff bonus, like the hidden immunity aisle, you're playing for a hint in your upcoming championship game. So win this today and win the hint. And more importantly, win a four-pack of tickets for Universal Studios Hollywood for a DSC listener. Let's see, it's... How you doing, Terry? 
Hello. Morning. Love your show. I love yours, Terry. Happy holidays to you. I understand you're playing uh, your champion as the defending champion, Anna. All right, very good. Wish you the best of luck. Have you been to Universal Studios in Hollywood ever in your life? It went like two years ago, yep. Uh, It's a great time right now. We say bring a friend, share a Coke, and savor this holiday season at Universal Studios Hollywood. Celebrate with festive decorations, holiday-themed food, beverages, entertainment, watch live performances, experience holiday lights and music. There's some sort of lie here about there being more chances to win at our website, 101kgb.com, but no one believes that. (laughs) I do. But thank you, Universal Studios Hollywood, for giving us these tickets to give to our DSC listeners. Good luck to you, Terry. All right, guys, I have for you a line from a famous Christmas movie. And all you have to do is be the first one to buzz in and tell me, what's that movie? Okay. It's that simple. And you guys are going to murder this thing. It doesn't stand a chance. You're going to kill it. So excited. So have the buzzers ready and tell me what Christmas movie these famous lines are from. I figure you're here to negotiate. Am I right? Hey, business is business. You use a gun, I use a fountain pen. What's the difference? Let's put it in my terms. You're here in a hostile takeover. You grab us for some green mail, but you didn't expect some poison pill was going to be running around in the building. Hans. Emily. <sighs> Die hard. You win! Bobby, <laughs> I'm your white knight. Got it. It's two points, Emily. Yes. And you're off and running. What? <laughs> so there's no rules about interrupting the sound clip. You can buzz in any time, right? As far as I know. Okay. I told her you wouldn't be able to speak to her, but when she saw you in the parade yesterday, she said you were Santa Claus, and she calls you... Cookie! Cookie. Miracle on 34th Street. You could talk to her. Hello. Ich bin blei, that you're Hakoman bent. Oh, I'm Santa Claus. I guess I it was Zaker that he would sabble ripen. Naturally. Will you want to go to me singing? Santa Claus Kapuncha. Hypatin Manchuncha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of Americano. Yes, what? Right, Chainsaw. Nicely done. Thank you. All right, this one's a little tough. Let's make this a five pointer, okay? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Boyer jumped to his chuckas. I'm up and ready, David. Out! Oh, it's you, creep. God, aren't you supposed to be in the studio? We're on the air. Hey, back off, big man. That may work with the checks, but not with me. Is this straight? May I? Did our people do that? We're going to get phone calls. Boyer. Yeah. Groundhog Day. Right actor, wrong movie. Sarah! Groundhog, the great Christmas movie. God. <laughs> the great Christmas movie, Groundhog Day, David. Thank you. Born in Fourth of July, David. <laughs> Here we go. It's the radio memes. They're all coming now. Sarah. Scrooged? Yeah. You win! Groundhog Day. <laughs> wow. You're supposed to be in the studio. We're on the air. Hey. Back off, big man. That may work with the checks, but not with me. <laughs> Come on, that was worth it right that there. That was awesome. 
Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's corn. It is. Boyer, negative 10. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anna, zero. Emily, two. Cookie, two. Sarah with five. Oh, I'd love to help you, man, but I ain't seen nothing since I stepped on that landmine in Viet Cong back in 72. It was rough. That painful. You were in Nam? So were we. Where? Um, I was in um, Sang Bang. Boyer. Oh. That's Chris Boyer for 25 points, Chris Boyer. 48 hours. Cookie! The great Christmas movie. <laughs> 48 hours. Once again, the right actor, but the wrong movie. Yes, Cookie. Trading places. You win! How many was that? 25. 25. Nice. Uh, I was all over that place, basically. A lot of places. A lot of places. What unit were you in? Uh, I was with the Green Beret, uh, Special Unit Battalion's uh, Commando Airborne Tactics, Specialist Tactics uh, Unit Battalion. <laughs> yeah, it was real hush-hush. I was Agent Orange. Was- All right. <laughs> 48 hours, David. Great Christmas movie. <laughs> Might as well sit down, Chris. I mean, that's not helping. <laughs> 72 points. So, on the cover above the title, does Santa know that you left the <laughs> oh, You win! So, on the cover above the title, does Santa know that you left the world? Oh, that's Will Ferrell. Anchorman, David! <laughs> you know, we're all laughing our heads off. Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? Buddy, you're feeling strong, my friend. Call me Elf one more time. He's an angry elf. <laughs> Emily. Emily got that one Love right. It. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, uh, Sarah got it. Oh, she did? Oh, okay. All right. 173 points. Get the glue. We're Boyer. Chris Boyer. A Christmas story. You win! <laughs> Get the glue. We're out of glue. You use up all the glue on purpose. Oh, that is Christmas with a married couple right there. You use the glue on purpose because you know I need you the glue. You use up all the glue on purpose. The old man stood quivering with fury, stammering as he tried to come up with a real crusher. All he got out was not a finger. Great actor Gavin, I'm going to say that is the baseball movie with Robert Redford. <laughs> Sorry. Gone too far with it, haven't we? Uh, has Chris Boyer taken the lead? Yes. Score? It is Anna with zero. Everybody's in the plus. Anna with zero. <laughs> Emily has two. Cookie has 27. Sarah, 149. Boyer, 286. Is zero a plus? I would say so. I know you. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not. It's kind of a neither. It's a neutral number, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. So everyone's in the plus, except. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that correction. 413 points. Now, 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 now. What's this nonsense here, Bucks? After all, yeah! <gasps> <gasps> hey, look at the beat. Hey, stop calling me Gee whiz. Maybe I could bring the actors in here and have them do it in person. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You win! Yes. 
is that great moment where Santa shames Rudolph for being different. Me, me. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Donner, you should be ashamed of yourself. Donner, you should be ashamed of yourself having a disabled child. Shame on you. You're off the team. <laughs> all right, all right now, Yearlings. Back to practice. Okay. Oh, no. Not you. No, on gang. We won't let Rudolph join in any reindeer games, right? Right. Dickhead. Who was that that was the coach there? Was that Edward G. Robinson? Yeah, Shane, Rudolph. All right, all right. All right, Shane, Muggs, get together. Gonna deliver some toys, eh? Hmm. It is. Everybody's in the plus now. Yes. Emily 2, Cookie 27, Sarah 149, Boyer 286, Anna with 826. Yay. 826 point question. I don't think any of you are going to get this one. You came. I knew you would. You wouldn't just go to bed and forget Gwen. You're Santa. This could be my favorite Christmas movie. Emily. Yeah. Arthur? Arthur Christmas. Sarah! Arthur Christmas. You win! Arthur Christmas. It's cool. It is. <laughs> Emily with a negative 1,650. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, Cookie has 27. Yes. Anna, 826. Boyer with 286. But Sarah's in the lead now with 1,065. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. 5,000 points. Let your heart be Next year, all our troubles will be out of sight. Emily, mm-hmm. is there a movie called Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? I don't know, but that's not in it. <laughs> no one knows this one where Judy Garland sang Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? That is called Meet Me in St. Louis. All right. Uh, Emily, how many points do you need? Uh, 50,000. 50,000. Oh, that's just some sort of a funny dream. Cookie! Sarah! Cookie! It's a wonderful life. You win! I'm going home. Home? home? Shut up! Cut it out! You, you, you're, you, you're crazy. That's what I think. You're, you're screwy. You're driving me crazy, too. I'm seeing things here. Didn't someone say they've never seen It's a Wonderful Life here? You? Yeah, I haven't. Never seen it? I never seen mm-hmm. it. You've never seen it at all? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. 76,498 points. Good evening. Music you will play. There's no one living but me that knows that composition. Yeah, it's a shame. Cookie. Only you- Cookie. The Bishop's Wife. Now I gotta add this up double. It's a shame that only oh, you and I appreciate. You don't have to. Just give yourself ten points. Call it good. It's a shame that only you and I appreciate the lost genius of Alan Cartwright. You know about Alan Cartwright? Oh yes. The world lost a brilliant young composer when he was when he died. That was nearly forty years ago. Hmm. All right. 
We're getting down to the end here. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what I... Yeah. Christmas vacation. How many points? Um... Name your number. Ten million. Ten million. Cookie! Oh. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it! I think that's Emily. National Lampoon uh, Christmas vacation. You win! Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Uh, <laughs> I believe Emily <laughs> has vaulted to the lead. Yes, she has. Thank you, Sarah. Uh-huh. Be back for yeah. We're down to our final question, Chainsaw. Mm. What do we need to give everyone a fair shot? Ooh. And someone's going to win the Christmas hint right now. This is it. And someone's going to win a four-pack of tickets for Universal Studios Hollywood. Who's it going to be? What's Anna got? How many points? Anna has 826. Nice. What's Chris Boyer got? 286. What's Emily got? 9,988,350. What's Chainsaw got? 254,023. And what is Sarah got? Negative 19,999,035. <laughs> kind of a spread. Yeah. Very widespread there. 365 Beck Titty Trillion with no seepage at all for the Christmas holidays. <laughs> so be it. Here we go. The final one for the Christmas bonus hint. Look at that hack job. <laughs> Ooh, let's listen to the instant replay and see who it is. Shoot. Uh-oh. Yes. No, rats, I missed it. <laughs> we'll just have to do it again. <laughs> Cookie! <laughs> it was Anna? Yes. I did hear Anna first. Oh, did you? I, I did, too. Well, that yeah. made it easy. All right. It's Anna. The Grinch. The Grinch! <laughs> Cookie! Cookie. Home Alone? Sarah. Sarah. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Emily. Emily. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Grinch. Hello. The Grinch stole Christmas. Bang, 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 bang. Merry Christmas. Emily wins. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You've got San Diego's 101.5 KGB. Home of the DSC. It's time to talk sports with the Chainsaw here on the KGB. Good morning. Welcome, morning, and thank you, David. And hello again. I'm Frank Bonnet in the sports world. Emily's 5-3 and three Aztecs basketball team will host Cal State Fullerton tonight at Viejas Arena. You can hear the game live right here on KGB at 7 o'clock. Aztecs favored by 13 and a half. And we have the Steelers and Vikings on Thursday night football tomorrow night. Uh, last Thursday, Dallas... Uh, beat the uh, Saints 27-17, meaning 79-year-old Cowboys owner Jerry Jones had a free Sunday, okay? Mm-hmm. And on his weekly radio show this week, he was asked what he wears around the house while kicking back on a Sunday. Well, I've watched him in everything uh, that you have or without everything that you have well. uh, on as far as dress is concerned. I'm old, mm-hmm. and I look great naked. Yeah. What's wrong with being naked, idiot? Yeah. Ironically, Jerry Jones wears a tuxedo while taking a shower, but he's been uh, having uh, second thoughts about that lately. I've been thinking about it a lot in the shower. Yeah. I have been. Have you? Mm. I have been. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Jerry's 8-4 and four Cowboys will uh, visit 6-6 six and six Washington Sunday in a rather crucial divisional matchup against this Washington team, which has won four straight games. Look out for them, including wins over Vegas, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. ESPN has ranked all 32 NFL teams in terms of how healthy they are coming down the home stretch of this season. Counting up all the games starters have missed because of injury or COVID. You want to hear about some of them? No. Cool. The Chiefs and Patriots are considered the healthiest, rated 8 out of 10, followed by closely by the Chargers, Rams, and Cowboys, and the rarely mentioned team that still has the league's best record. Do you know who that is, anybody? The Cardinals? Yes, the 10-2 and two Arizona Cardinals, among the healthiest of playoff contenders, rated 7 out of 10. But, oh, among the unhealthiest playoff team contenders are the Tampa Bay Bradeneers with a player health rating of 3 out of 10. Ow. But that's way better than the 8-4 and four Baltimore Ravens and the 9-3 and three Green Bay Packers, who have health ratings of 1 out of 10. Ooh. Oof. It just doesn't get mm-hmm. any lamer than that. Not right now. It does not. Meanwhile, in the rash at all that. I know a lot of you come here, you watch TV, you wait every night for somebody to come on here and give you an answer for your lives, waiting for someone that'll come and say, hey, this is it. I don't have to settle for defeat anymore. I can rise up out of my routine. I can get a hold of myself. I don't have to lose. I can win. There's something inside me that's not going to let me go down anymore. But I'm not the guy. (laughs) No, I don't have any answers for you. But I can tell you about one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think you're safe, huh? You people over here, you think you're safe? Do you think you're safe? What's your name? Lou? Lou, you ever been married? Can you do me a favor? 
if you ever think you want to get married, if you ever think you've met the right woman, you want to settle down, you want to get a house, you want to get a car, maybe raise a family, do me a favor, will you, Lou? Remember this face. Ah! <laughs> Remember it, Lou! Remember that face! Because ah! ah! it's the face of hell, Lou! It'll be your face every day. I'm trying to help here. I'm trying to do a good thing. I was married for two years. My life was so boring, I actually worried about my yard. The rest of my friends had goals, careers, visions. They were doing things with their lives. I was out there looking for crabgrass, weeds and stuff, going, I have a responsibility to the neighborhood. There's a weed here. Oh, that was negative. Skip Bottle Association. Sam Kinison would have been 68 today, and he didn't even reach 40. Hmm. All right, the 2010 finals say hello. The Los Angeles Lakers uh, beat the Boston Celtics last night in a regular season game that puts the Lakers at 13 and 12 on the year. NBA trivia, okay? Hmm. How many times have the Lakers and Celtics met in the finals, and what is the win-loss record? Who in the gives t- a rat's ass? Oh, oh, okay, all right. I was going to say 12 times, Boston leads 9-3, but I guess I won't. In other sports, David? Turns out we owe Chainsaw an apology. Uh-oh. In the director's cut, oh. the Grinch meets Kevin McAllister oh, in Home really? Alone. Who could have known? Oh. Little Cindy Lou, who, who was no more than two, she stared at the Grinch and said... Sandy Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? But you know, that old Grinch was so smart and so slick, he thought up a lie and he thought it up quick. I'm going to give you to the count of three <laughs> to get your lousy, lying, low-down, four-flushing carcass out my door. One... <laughs> Three. Merry Christmas, filthy animal. And a happy new year. Poor Cindy Lou. Nice it wasn't Robin De Niro. Yes, the, yes, it was. Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Is he from Cincinnati or one of them? Okay, good. It is 8.35 and 22 seconds, and this is your 101.5 KGBFM Sports Network. Oh, my. That was a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you guys just, I don't know how you do it. You all seem to collectively step in the same pile of dog crap. <laughs> like no one else can do. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> San Diego's classic rock. KGB with the DSC show. Thanks for switching us on this hump day. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. So we uh, we said we were going to talk about this. It got a lot of buzz this week on all the social media circles, and I'm interested in what people who are hiring babysitters have to think about this right now. You've got you're in that babysitter 
league right now, and yeah. I think you are too, Sarah. Yes. And your answers will be amusing, but I'll be waiting to hear what parenting expert Chris Boyer has to say about this. <laughs> Thank you, David. Uh, but it definitely got a lot of talking. You might have heard about this. This babysitter says, I should have just phased out of babysitting for this family by now, but these kids are so cute, and uh, it's easy money. And I thought, well, I could babysit so she could go to brunch. But uh, this woman who babysits for this family ran into one too many problems with this mom who can't make it home on time. Mm. Now, is this an issue? Was this ever an issue when you were a babysitter? It was very rare that the family wasn't home by when they said they would be. Mm -hmm. I know family right now. And they just do not care about whatever time they say they'll be home. It's so rude. And what do you do about that? Do you just stop babysitting for them? So that's the advice I've given. So this is something happening in my neighborhood. Yeah. And that's the advice that I'm giving the young girl who keeps getting screwed over by them. I'm like, stop. Be yeah. done. Yeah. This is a 28-year-old woman who does the babysitting for this mom who just can't get home on time. And uh, she says it happens all the time. She won't even call to tell me she would just stay out. Well, a recent situation got to be too much. She says, I got to her house at 6 o'clock, and she said she'd be home by 9. And I said, okay, well, you got to be home on time, because I have plans to go out with friends, and she promised. And, of course, 9 o'clock rolls around, and she's not home. So I call her, no response. I text, no response. Another hour, nothing. Still calling and texting. Finally, now it's midnight. Mm-hmm. Now three hours past the cutoff point. My plans are long ruined, but I'm pissed off. So I called her and I left a voicemail saying, if you're not home in the next hour, I think I'm going to consider the children abandoned and I'm calling the police. Wow. Wow. So I texted her that and then I called in 30 minutes and it went straight to voicemail. So I texted her and I reached out and I said, hey. Uh, I gave her a grace period of 15 minutes and I tried calling again. Finally, I called the cops. They came. I showed them our agreement in our text exchanges from earlier in the week, confirming she'd be home by 9 o'clock. They tried contacting her. She didn't answer. I was dismissed and the cops took the police. And I went home and went to bed. Cops took the kids? Yep. Three o'clock in the morning, the babysitter was woken up by a frantic phone call from the mom asking where the kids are and why she's not there at the house. I told her I followed through on my threat and to check the police station. She cursed me out. I hung up and I went to bed. The next day, she sent me an essay saying the kid's father was called. Now there's a Department of Child Services investigation launched against her. Uh, She called me every name under the sun. I didn't think I was wrong until I spoke to a friend with kids. She said I should have waited it out and refused to ever sit for them again. So the question is, who's the jerk in this situation? Is it the mom who just can't get home in time or is it the babysitter who got fed up and called the police and turned the kids over to the police and went home? Got an opinion on this, Emily? Oh, they're both jerks. I agree, but one's (laughs) got to be the jerkiest of them all. Right. So I'm trying to weigh it out. I mean, getting law enforcement involved when you knew that this was this woman's M.O. and you could have just stopped taking the easy money, as you called it. 
I think you took it too far. Babysitter's the jerk. Jerky or jerk of both jerks. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Since this is who's the jerk, we have to choose one. So I get it. Right. I know it's not easy. I'm not saying the mom was right, Mm-mm, but we can not only at pick all. one jerk. Yeah. All right. Very good. Chainsaw. Babysitter same, is the jerk. Same reasons. Yeah. All right. Stick it out and never do it again. All right. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah. If I were the babysitter, I would have just been there for the kids all night and just gone to sleep until the mom showed up and mm-hmm. had it woken up in the middle of the morning and the mom wasn't there. I would have probably called the cops to check on her and I might have been worried not to not to come take the kids away. Who's the jerk? God, the babysitter. God, the babysitter. Ugh. Why does this make you so mad? <laughs> because it's the mother's fault that this happened. It's the mother's fault, but the babysitter's the jerk. Yeah, yeah. it just went <laughs> when you when you get the cops involved and then CPS comes, involved, you know what I mean. That's such a isn't serious, it the serious, baby? Serious isn't thing. the babysitter the jerk because she knew this was going to happen? Yeah, she did. Yeah, no, yeah. no, she told us in the letter. She, I know this mm-hmm. can't make it home on time. She had an axe to grind. I mean, mm-hmm. she even says in her letter, nine o'clock, no surprise. Mm-hmm. She doesn't answer. Yeah. Yeah. She knew. Mm-hmm. Very upsetting for the kids, you know. Yeah. Think of the children. Yes. Think of the children who nothing happened to them at all. I would be scared to be taken to a police station in the middle of the uh, night. Haven't you ever totally. seen it? They get to wear the cop's hat and they have a big vanilla ice cream cone. They sit up on that big desk while O'Flanahan and O'Hara like, Oh, it's a sweet little child. Sure she is. Chief O'Hara. Yes, that's everywhere all the time. <laughs> Every time I've seen yeah. it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Oh, they had to go to the police station. Too bad. Try going to Joliet State Prison for 18 years to visit your mother in prison they offered her you know they offered her immunity all you gotta do is tell us where Capone is and we'll let you out of prison you know what they did she spit in their face every time I'm doing all 18 years you dirty screws yeah don't whine to me about spending 10 minutes at a police station what do you think Boyer these amateur parents here the mom is a bitch oh hey Ooh. Okay, the so mom mom's the is jerk. Absolutely at fault. The mom said, I will be home at nine. Mm-hmm. She wasn't there. Right. And uh, she could have been out country line dancing and gotten abducted. So the babysitter did her best to reach out to her. Now it's a safety issue. This woman could be in the trunk of a Oldsmobile somewhere. She had every kind right. of Oldsmobile. Uh, uh, well, it was a. Uh, Torino? No, that's a Ford. Oh, sorry. Uh, they, had, they had a tornado? Tor- tornado. Tornado. A tornado? Yeah. A tornado? Yeah. The tornado was a... It would have had a very uh, commodious trunk. The tornado was front-wheel drive. That's why so, I was yeah. saying. Yeah. 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 Tornado, yeah. Yeah, she could have been actually back there making love So roomy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So uh, this, is a, this is either an abandonment issue or a safety issue. So if the mom had been... Hey, Jughead, in he's taking your this ditch. is a safety issue line. You gonna hey let him man, steal that? Hey, man, I got copyright on that. Yeah. <laughs> that babysitter did exactly the right thing, and she should have done it at 901. Why why do you think at 901? All right, 905. Are you firm on that one? Yeah. You're not gonna change it again? No. Are you encouraging all babysitters who will be babysitting tonight to call the police? On parents who are five minutes late. 
Yes. <laughs> Good use of police resources. Okay, so just because you're an amateur parent. <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right. Doesn't mean you should laugh at our expert, Chris Sorry, Boyer. I got stuck in traffic. She shouldn't have to spend uh, more than five extra minutes in the trunk of a Oldsmobile Delmont. Just because mm. that person didn't call at 9 o'clock? So you would understand this if someone had done it to you. Like maybe they were watching your dogs over the week weekend and you were five minutes late getting home from the time you said you would be. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, hold them at fault if they called the dog catcher and had your dogs put down <laughs> with poison injections because you were five minutes late. Well, the babysitter did not have the children put down. We don't know that. It's not in the letter. I'm talking about your situation. You wouldn't have any problem with that. I would have answered the phone call at 9.05. But let's say you did. the babysitter indicated she tried. Right. But let's let's say you didn't. Maybe you were out of uh, service. Right. And you couldn't answer the phone, despite you wanting to. Because something happened to you, and you're five minutes late. So they call the dog catcher. They take your dogs away, your precious Brandy, your Mm. beloved Rockford, even the little... Pooping Chihuahua. Yeah. And they put them all down. Oh, God. Well, two out of three really break my heart, man. I tell you what. It's a big price to pay to get rid of that Chihuahua. Yeah. Look at you guys. You're all wrong again. You're all wrong again. You guys voted three to one, but I forgot to tell you Chris Boyer's vote counts as four points. And so he outvotes you again. Let me hear from you. 888-570-1015 or email me. If you got an opinion or maybe you've got experience with parents who couldn't come home on time when you were babysitting. This babysitter had had it. She called the cops. She was fed up. Turned the kids over to the police. Mm. Emily, you ready with some half-baked crackpot news? Yes, sir. What big stories are coming up here? I know how you love lists. So that has been declared the um, the greatest screenplays of the 21st century so far. See if you can guess. One has been determined. Oh, yeah. There's a whole The greatest screenplay... What is the greatest screenplay of of the twenty first century so far? <sighs> okay, it's a movie you like. Hmm. It's a movie you like. I think. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we've got some treacherous hair stories for the ladies. Watch your hair around animals and flames. <laughs> I saw these guys trying to fly a beer over to a girl on a balcony from one apartment to another with yeah. a drone. Uh-huh. And she leans out to get the, the beer, and her hair gets tangled up in the drone. Oh. Uh-huh. That was the end of her, and that was the end of the drone, and that was the end of that Pabst Blue Ribbon. Nobody won on that one. Everybody lost. Anything else? Uh, we're going to hear from Pete and Machine Gun Kelly. Mm. And The Rock. All right, get yourself ready for Emily and Anna's half-baked 
Crackpot News coming your way next. The Wednesday Hope DSC Show. DSC. Traffic with the DSC on KGB. Five northbound, there's an overturned pickup truck blocking the right shoulder before Mission Avenue. Traffic is stopped from the 78. Other than that, 805 northbound heads up. Somebody dropped a bunch of plants all over the carpool lane just before Governor So traffic is slowing down from Claremont Mesa Boulevard. All right, Emily, what's leading off? The half-baked crackpot news for this Wednesday. We're hearing reports that San Diego Padres superstar Fernando Tatis Jr. was involved in a minor motorcycle crash over the weekend, but only suffered from some scrapes. It happened in the Dominican Republic, where he is spending his off-season. They say that uh, it wasn't clear which if he was in the vehicle or what kind of vehicle he was in, but was taken to a medical center for treatment. Just had minor scrapes and seems to be back to normal as of yesterday. Good. Glad he's okay. Yeah. Uh, Reporting on the accident is complicated by the fact that Major League Baseball is in a lockout right now. The result of a labor dispute between the players union and team owners. And during the lockout, Padres can't say a word about Tatis or any other players. So they can't say anything about it. So technically, they could have bone tomahawked the guy. He could have been torn in two pieces and we just don't know. Right. We don't know. They're not going to say that. They're saying it's just scrapes. But Uh you know how that is. Uh That's the first report. Uh He could have been torn into two pieces. Right. Ever seen Bone Tomahawk? No. Oh, that's a dandy movie. (laughs) Oh, you should see that. Sounds horrific. That's good stuff. I'm sorry, boy. You won't like it. Robert De Niro isn't in it. Oh, doggone it. (laughs) What else do we have? Jesse Smollett was uh, on the witness stand yesterday, and a white prosecutor was cross-examining him, reading text messages that he had written um, between the two key witnesses in the case. And they they used the N-word a lot, and so he stopped the prosecutor in the middle of reading the text messages and said, can you please either spell or say the N-word out of respect for every African-American in this room? You've been saying the word a lot. And so then the prosecutor said, why don't you just read the text messages aloud? So that was... uh, the compromise that was made there. I don't know they were allowed to do that. Stop the prosecutor. Yeah, it's like you'll speak when you're spoken to. Yeah. The witness yeah. the witness can bark at the prosecutor. Every movie I've seen doesn't allow that. Hmm. Uh, cro- closing arguments are set to begin today in the Jesse. This trial. is an awful lot of fuss for this uh, this situation, isn't it? He's not going to jail. Right. Even if if he's guilty, he's not going to jail, I should say. Probation. <clears throat> yeah. That's what they say. Community service, probation. Nothing's going to happen to this guy. And he seems to be blocked out of Hollywood, which was his goal of doing this, allegedly, was to raise his name up. His goal was to get blocked out of Hollywood? No, no, no. His he wanted goal to raise, was to yeah. get, mm. you know. Yeah. So. 
or so it backfired. He, he already got the punishment. Is what I'm oh, trying to say. Oh, I see. He was yeah. already punished. It backfired on him. Gotcha. He, right. he did do it. Mm, yeah. Uh, Scott Peterson plans to speak out this morning when he's resentenced for killing uh, his pregnant wife and their unborn son. It happened in 2002 on Christmas Eve, just the month before Lacey was due to give birth, and her family will be there today making statements as well. So he getting resentenced for? Well, his death sentence was overturned last year because of an error made by a judge, and a hearing in February February will determine if he gets a new trial. Hmm. So. All right. Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, says the, uh, I keep forgetting, Omicron crotch variant does not appear to Omicron. be. Omicron. Thank you, Croin. Omicron. Omicron variant does not Omicron. appear to be any worse than the other versions of the coronavirus, although it does appear to be more transmissible, number one. Nargan Sant. All right, mm-hmm. easy. It's <laughs> enough. We have molecular evidence to suggest that the mutations that are seen in Omicron and in other variants would suggest that they are associated with increased infectivity. Can't even trust what the guy. A fancy bunch of it. words. What did he just say? It's like listening to Boyer talk. I know it was. What did he just say? Uh, more spready spready. Okay, that I understand. <laughs> Which may be a fantastic thing because it's it appears to be less. Um, why are you giving me harmful. that look? Why are you giving me that look? He's just an expert on everything. It what? appears to be less harmful. And if you have, if you have the... Are you a virologist or if whatever he, If you know someone who has an answer for everything, do you think, wow, that guy knows everything? Or do you go, that guy's full of crap? That guy likes to hear himself speak. Oh, that one. That was technically not an answer, but that made sense. <laughs> When someone never says, you know, I just don't know. Mm -hmm. But in fact, they know something about everything. Do you trust that opinion? Nope. No. Now, perhaps if this hypothetical person we're talking about. No one we know. No. Said they like to go home and read and study and learn and spend time at the library. Then I could see how maybe they over time became knowledgeable about so many different things. But if that person said, I'd go home and i walk my dogs and i watch Rocker for Files and i beat off a lot, where are you spending your time learning? When when are you getting all this new information and education? Good point. I heard that this hypocritical person, is that what you called him? <laughs> Hypothetical. Same thing. <laughs> I heard that this hypocritical person <laughs> tried to go on a road trip Now, you know that this hypocritical person has been complaining (laughs) left and right about a chihuahua Uh pooping in its cage all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I heard that this hypocritical person took his beloved Brandy or Rockford or whatever. Mm. Rockford! And that dog (laughs) took a steaming dump in the first five minutes of the road trip in the Mm -hmm. backseat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First five feet. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) I don't know! I left him out the backyard to, to empty out. He was empty out there 30 out. minutes. Buddy, push it out, man. Sometimes you get nervous.
God! Look what happens to poor Sarah. That happens to her every time she what? gets on a plane. What? What? I don't do that. You've always got stuff flying out of you. <laughs> Not that. We do. There. We put you out in the backyard. <laughs> nothing happens. We get you on the plane. All of a sudden, the you're like a Play-Doh factory. <laughs> the sweat stains on those seats. Mm-hmm. Nothing fun about that Play-Doh factory. That's right. God. What happened? So I, I put him in the back seat. Brandy's in the front seat. You were going on a road trip. Going to Utah. Okay. Seven hour, eight hour trip. Turned into like 11, whatever. Anybody, I, 11? 12 yeah. is what you told us 12. yesterday. Can you not keep your story straight? Well, you, you add an hour or lose an hour when you... You did that yesterday when telling us your story. You, you, <laughs> you miscalculated the trip by five hours? Well, traffic and complications anyway what complications <laughs> what complications well first rockford took a steaming dump in my truck that doesn't mean anything to you <laughs> he can't smell it well i couldn't let him wallow in it <laughs> okay i mean i'd wallow in my own but i can't let my dog wallow in his so i had to pull over and so that's and a five that minute cleanup where's the other four hours and 55 minutes so, um, where's the other four hours and 55 minutes? I had to stop and uh, make some repairs to the trailer. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't tell me there was a roadside hiccup. It wasn't at the roadside. Uh, I had had it serviced previously, and they... It's always something with this uh-huh. guy, isn't it? Uh-huh. He'll that, never admit that his car broke down. Right. Ever. New, new shop. Hadn't used them before. They damaged the uh, braking system. Mm. The electrical braking system. So, I had to rewire... Some of it. Always something with you. You never get anywhere without a breakdown. I pulled into a truck stop in Baker, California. Do you know that Boyer leaves for work every morning at midnight? He breaks down every day. (laughs) It's Santo Road. He's always putting a new axle or a piston or a franistat or a Uh hoozy. And it's every morning. Yep. It's a four-hour breakdown. Every day. But if I can crest the hill at 70, I can kind of pop it in neutral and coast to the 15, but usually it's Santo. Yeah. So, so you broke down, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's a pity. Who could have seen that coming? So You know what I said it. to him one time? Hmm. On one of his road trips, I said, why don't you rent a car? A new, reliable. Wait, would I do that? Can't do better than whatever I have. Exactly. Then he gets back a couple days later. <laughs> well, we had a five-hour breakdown. And the dogs in the back going, oh, yeah, I was the problem. I took a dump. (laughs) Five-minute fix. But once again, captain of the Titanic can't take a trip without sinking our ship every single time. Hey, I've had pretty good success. Never. Every single time. I've had pretty good success. Tell yourself that. Spare yourself. Spare us all. My goodness. And he took a dump in the back seat, huh? Yeah. Mudslide right there. Oh, yeah. I heard, Anna heard about this and then planned out a road trip to go on with you. And she had fantasized about where she could murder you (laughs) and bury your remains. I do believe that that was the way it went, yes. Hello? You're murdering your lover? I got my lover. You chose Chris Boyer oh my God. as your lover. 
It's not lover. What do you call it when you're in a steamy, hot, four-way sex orgy? It's just like a one-time, hit-and-quit-it kind of thing. It's been two in a row, two days in a row. It sounds to me like a, a pattern has been established here. So you're killing your lover, Chris Boyer, in a crime of passion. Tell me what your plan is. Well, if I had to go on a road trip with him, yeah. it would end in murder, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And the road trip he went on seems like a perfect kind of road trip. Desert, empty place, one mile per hour speeds. I could easily murder, get rid of the body. Mm-hmm. How would you do it? Um, Running him over sounds really nice, but that's a lot of cleanup. I'd have to clean the tires and stuff, and I don't want to do any of that. Um, so I want to hit him over the head with something. Mm. So maybe, maybe get- I could borrow Chainsaw's uh, little kit he has in the back of his car. Probably has a shovel back there. Uh-huh. I'm sure. Um, so you're going to brain him? Yes. Uh-huh. Less cleanup. Sure you won't bend the shovel like it does on Three Stooges shows? <laughs> I mean, he definitely has a really hard head, so yeah. that might happen. Yeah. And then use the same shovel to dig hole uh-huh. and put him in it. Yeah. That's a big hole for you to dig. Yeah. That's a lot of work for a young lady. But so worth it. Yeah. Gotcha. You would enjoy your work. You'd just throw yourself into your work, right? Yeah. And you'd bury him out there. In the desert. In the desert and then just carry on. Merrily. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like burying him, you risk that he could be found. You should leave him to the elements or set his body on fire or something. (gasps) Yeah, but then you've got a signal flare, and people are going to say, well, there's a fire over there. They'll send a They don't have bonfires out in the desert? Uh, do we, well, if you're in the camping area, it's going to be pretty obvious you're burning a body. Hmm. I will, yeah. Don't you think, though, they'll come and they see that they're burning you, and they just join in? They'll throw in kindling and stuff? <laughs> yeah, I will I not mind. be prosecuted. S'mores. Mm-hmm. For this. Right. that. You're saying people would roast s'mores <laughs> yeah. over Boyer's burning body? Little fire dances. And do you think as they roasted their s'mores, Boyer's final words would be, you're not doing that correctly. <laughs> Graham cracker, then the chocolate, then the marshmallow. <laughs> you're not using a brand name Hershey bar. <laughs> really my murder. You would think that Boyer would know of some sort of... Mexican graham cracker that would be preferable for his human effigy s'more party. Thank you, Anna. What's coming up in round two? We are going to hear from Machine Gun Kelly and Pete Davidson. Those two guys are talking? Yeah. Are they palling around? Uh, Yeah, in their underwear. Oh, how about that? <laughs> Did you see Machine Gun Kelly and Megan? Mm, what's her name? Fox. Fox. Did you see them connected by a chain to their fingernails? I read that they did that, and I didn't seek out the photos. Is it as dumb as it sounds? At first, I thought that is dumb, but then I realized that they were out on a publicity splash for his new fingernail polish. So I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Okay. Draws attention get, yeah, to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they are very much Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton at their worst. Yeah. 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 <sighs> I'm going to have that list for you of the top screenplays of the 21st century so far. Oh, have you come up with the best screenplay of the entire 21st century so far yet, Chris Poor? 
No, I don't think I've seen a movie in the 21st century. You have. You've seen Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, well, that won't be it. But you've seen a movie. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. But that won't be one of the best. Oh. That was a smoldering pile of dung. I think Rockford left a copy of that in the back of my truck. Oh, my goodness. You saw Rock of Ages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that won't be it either. <laughs> You saw No Time to Die, James Bond. Oh for three. You saw the notebook. Oh for four. <laughs> Maybe you just picked crummy movies. Very possible. Hmm. All right, where did we leave off in the half-baked crackpot news? Machine Gun Kelly and Pete Davidson took over Calvin Klein's Instagram account. And stripped down to their underwear for a live, an Instagram live. They talked about what they did to prepare for the campaign, number three. When we first got the call that we were going to do Calvin Klein, we were both so excited. We were like, yo, we're going to get buff. Yeah. Like, I didn't eat. Oh, I did it. with the abs of steel workout every day for yeah. two weeks straight. I just New feel York so like, silly because I like watched The Rock's Instagram for like three weeks. And just like, you know, like, I'm going to look like this in my underwear. Yeah, you know those sweaty videos that he posts mm-hmm. after working out? Just like, today, everything's great. How are you? I'm such a good guy. He's just but winning at life yeah. so much harder than yeah. me. I know. Thanks, fellas. Uh-huh. Somehow. What about Machine Gun Kelly there? Ew. Ew. Ugh. He's okay, so, so Pete Davidson, yummy. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, ew. Ew, he's so gross. Why? They're both tall, skinny... Kind of, uh, you know, mm. heroin chic kind of guys. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of similarities. They're similar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. when I look at his face, it's very almost like, like he always looks like like the whole thing just puckers like a butthole. Like he just has this weird pucker. Let me see that. It. Let me see. I mean, I might need to see what that looks like. What are my I've never noticed this on Mr. Gun. <laughs> uh, so you can't get over that, huh? No, like there's something about his face where all just kind of like. I think he's a handsome guy. I do not. <laughs> I do not. What do you think, Emily? Neither. You don't. You don't think he's handsome either. No. No. Huh. Or Pete. He's got a pinhead. He looks like a fence post with a jack o' lantern. That's definitely on top. a dollar. That's yes, definitely a dollar. He looks like a we, fence post with a jack o' lantern on top. There you go. I said it. And well, here's get a your second. Dollar. Get a second one out for comparing Ford versus Ferrari to a pile of dog crap. You have two dollars. Uh, if Ford versus Ferrari was a pile of dog crap, that's three dollars. That's four dollars. <laughs> you can't just repeat it and get away with it. Uh, all right, I'll give you three. I'm not doing four. There was no four. Well, then zip it. <laughs> here. For being so egregious about it. Dump it in there. There you go. Uh, okay, no takers for Machine Gun Kelly or Pete Davidson. I'm trying to figure this out. There's a picture there on this Google image search that you did, Sarah, on the bottom right, which is Machine Gun and Pete together. And yeah. So on that picture, these two guys, they got their noggins together, and you got, and you're going, Pete Davidson, yummy. Machine Gun Kelly, no go. Yeah, because Pete Davidson's. Like hot, ugly. So, well, you're half right. Yeah. So, Machine Gun Kelly is just not any of that ugh, at all. Okay. He's, I know. Okay. 
And listening to them speak just now didn't do uh, didn't turn you off both of them. No, I mean that's annoying. But I'm just saying he's not. Pete Davidson is not marriage material. Yeah, we're not getting. To, we're, we're not saying we want to sit down and hear a lecture from these guys. This is all about raw sexuality. What if the rubber breaks and you're stuck with his offspring? God. Yeah, can't you think like Boyer more often? It's 2021, yeah. Boyer. No one's stuck with anything. All right. Just what else leave it for the these field. two? Maybe what Arna else? will take I it. heard you. I heard you. What else for these two? Well, those two were talking about how The Rock inspired them yeah. to want to look good for yeah. that campaign. And uh, The Rock last night picked up a People's Choice Award. Oh, bless his heart. Mm-hmm. He it's good received, to see things going his way for yes. a change. He received the People's Champion Award. Oh, yes. I would have voted for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After giving out some thank yous and shouting out the original People's Champ, Muhammad Ali, he pointed to a young woman in the crowd named uh, Shoshana and said that she was there, courtesy of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. He called her up on stage and gave his trophy to her. Bless four. his heart. You represent. Great. Thanks, Doyle. Or Dwayne or whatever it is. Dario. Whatever. I've had enough of his grandstanding. Enough of your grandstanding. It worked on Anna. I know it did. It works on everybody. It hurts me that it doesn't work on me, but it just doesn't. Him and his grandstanding. He also shared one of his favorite Muhammad Ali quotes. Oh, good. Let's hear it. A big black dildo. I don't remember Ali saying that. Mm-mm. I don't recall that. Let's try it again. I don't got no pennies on. He did say that. He yeah. said that right when he knocked out Joe Frazier. <laughs> the service to others is the rent you pay. Great. Thank you, Daryl. Enough. Can't we get Prince Harry back on the news like I like? <laughs> Telling everyone to quit their jobs? For. Yeah. Weird about that? Yeah. <laughs> Prince no, Harry has a solution to everyone's stress. Just quit your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this guy Marie Antoinette? Is, is she the one who said, let them eat cake? Who was, I don't know. Who was the, yeah. the out-of-touch famous royal who allegedly said... Why are people poor and hungry? Why don't they just eat cake? It didn't occur to her that there's no food at all. And she would say, well, why don't the poor people just eat cake? That was uh, reported to be said by her. I said that, didn't I? You asked for confirmation. No, who I said? Who? Marie Antoinette. So you're just repeating everything I just said? And it was just before the uh, people put her and Louis, King Louis, in the guillotine. Well, if you mean just before, meaning like days, weeks, or months before. No. What she said just before she got guillotined was, I'm sorry for stepping on the executioner's foot. Wow. That's not very kind of her. What a politeness. Yeah. But according to History.com, Marie Antoinette did not actually say that, according to historians. That's why I questioned it. Mm -hmm. Um, Lady Antonia Fraser said that the quote would have been very uncharacteristic of Marie Antoinette. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Prince Harry is the one saying, oh, if you're all stressed out, just quit your job. Yeah, and? And <laughs> what? Just live off your grandmother's millions, right? Right. Right? Idiot. Was he there giving away any of his trophies? No. Oh. No, just The Rock did that move. Harry and Daryl. Never mind Darryl. Pete and Gunn. Give me Harry and Dairy. That's what Harry I want. And Harry. Harry and Dairy. 
<laughs> That's my dream team right there. Okay, anything else in the news? Other award winners last night, Kim Kardashian was the fashion icon, Christina Aguilera music icon, and Halle Berry was the people's icon. Black Widow was named Movie of the Year, and Scarlett Johansson won Female Movie Star of the Year. Loki took home TV Show of the Year, Keeping Up with the Kardashians reality show. I'm guessing Disney did not have a vote, and Scarlett Johansson being the Movie Star of the Year? (laughs) No. Mm, Okay. Ellen took home daytime talk show. Bless her heart. Mm-hmm. Her one, too. One last hurrah. Yes. Lil Nas X was male artist of the year. Adele won female. BTS group of the year. And Olivia Rodrigo got album of the year. Blake Shelton country artist. So there you go. Right on. Those uh, are all good people. All right. Uh, that's nice. Then the Writers Guild of America released its list of the 101 greatest screenplays of the 21st century so far. All right. I've narrowed it down to three. Okay. Give them. The Town. Casino Royale mm-hmm. and The Dark Knight. Those yes. are three that I like. I doubt they made it, but... Uh, Didn't make the top ten, and I don't have the link for the full list in front of me. Sorry. I'll have to work on that. So The Town, Dark Knight, and Casino Royale. Yeah, those are my those are my three choices for great movies of the 21st century. Love those movies. Hmm? I love those movies. Yeah. Um, the How t- about you, Sarah? What are your What's your, your vote? Frozen. Yes! yes. <laughs> this is like the greatest thing they've done in the last... In the 21st century. Century. <laughs> yes. Is that what you're going to say? Yes. It is not. I just gave it to you. I know, but you nailed it. Yeah, I did. Uh, what do you think, Chris Boer? I don't Okay, great. have an answer. Uh, what was Robert De Niro in this year? Okay. Number 10 was Memento. A Christopher Nolan one. Mm-hmm. Okay. It came out in 2000. Number nine was Almost Famous. Jesus. Number eight, Inglorious Bastards. Well, I, I like Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. Number seven, There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Number six, Moonlight. I never saw that. Mm-mm. Number five, No Country for Old Men. Is Moonlight the one where there's a lot of dancing and stuff? No, that's La La Land. Moonlight, Moonlight was the one that won, but La La Land was named first. And Is then, Moonlight a foreign movie? Um, no, I, I it had the Mahershala. Yeah, he's a good actor. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know anything else about it. Okay, I bet. What else? So number five is No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Number four, Parasite. Uh, that was good. Did you guys see that? Mm-mm. Parasite. That yeah. was a good movie. Number three. That's is- another movie like Parasite. If you happen to see it, it was Korean, so you have to watch subtitles and mm-hmm. stuff like that but this family lives in this really nice rich house that's another movie that my kids showed me that house doesn't even exist everything's fake God. in movies it's all special effects that's crazy go ahead number three is the social network no no <laughs> no right to be top three no number two eternal sunshine of no, the spotless no, mind no 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 but number one i think you like this movie Get out. Oh, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good show. Well, good for him. The Dark Knight was 26. Okay, so I had one on the list. Yeah, she's looking up the others. But, okay. Um, Bridesmaids came in at number 12, which good. Know, a lot of times comedies don't make these lists. Yeah, a movie about a bunch of women with diarrhea. Good, congratulations. <laughs> that's nice. All right. uh, and just like that, anyone watching? Going Plans to watch it anyway? Huh. What is that? That is the Sex in the City. TV series. Oh, it's yeah, called yeah, yeah. And Just Like That. Oh, they changed the name of it? Mm-hmm. I wonder it's why. It's a spinoff. Hmm. And um, 
I don't know, to confuse yeah. people. Okay. So it premieres tomorrow on HBO Max. Um, some of the stars were on with uh, Stephen Colbert. Uh, let's see here, Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis. And they revealed how some scenes won't actually make the final cut, number six. We want the fans to enjoy the show. I think that's the important part. You know What a neat idea for coming up with a show that's a success. <laughs> What's your secret? We want the fans to enjoy the show. If they heard that over at Yellowstone... I think that's the important part. <gasps> you are going places. You know, like we don't want them to know. We don't want them everything. to read the cliff notes beforehand. <gasps> Cracked the secret. Anything else? So apparently they filmed a bunch of fake scenes so that people would be guessing as to what's actually in the movie. Seems like a good use of their time. They think they're a national secret? Yes. They think national security is involved? Yes. We can't let the true story get out, so we have to make a bunch of fakes. Like, we have to have different Air Force Ones flying <laughs> across the skies, so they don't know what Jesus. Wasn't their last movie rated like a one or a two out of ten? The first Sex in the City movie was so bad. Now, when the second one came out, I said, well, it can't be as bad as the first one. And I was wrong. Wow. I was wrong. And that was my introduction to the series was the movies. So bad. And then so much badder. (laughs) It was so disappointing because the TV show was so good. Anything else? On our website, 101kgb.com, there is a video of a mom whose hair catches on fire. She's blowing out birthday candles and it just whoosh. Up the side. You can check out that video. And these people never know. No. They never know that their head is on fire. Uh-uh. I remember we interviewed Carrot Top, which was easily our second best interview right after Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing happened to him. He mm. was blowing out a birthday cake. And someone said, Carrot Top, you're on fire. And he thought that they were complimenting his career. <laughs> They never know on fire. That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. The uh, Fox News Christmas tree that's on fire is also on our website. Mm. And other hair things posted to 101kgb.com. A mom had posted a picture of her kiddo. And a stranger reached out and said, does he have uncomfortable hair? Or I'm sorry, uncombable hair syndrome, which sounds very uncomfortable. Um, She'd never heard of it. She took him to the doctor and turns out he's one of one, like a hundred people that have it. But you can check out. His hair at one. I feel like I have that every other day. Mm. And then there was a woman who's passed out. Let's be. She says she was sleeping, but she was passed out. And she decided to snuggle up to her um, pet guinea pig, Dixie. (laughs) She woke up Dixie and munched off her bangs. Love it. (laughs) So check out that new hairdo at 101kgb.com along with an 850-pound pot brownie. And a snake in the toilet. And now women in West Hollywood are paying $450 for a half-hour session with a guinea pig to eat your bangs. <laughs> so you can have that authentic nod-on look. Yeah.
Somebody's got a big day. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Are we talking about this or no? Sure. Oh. What's the excitement for today? We are headed up to Santa's Village. I loved Santa's Village as a child. We had, uh, where's this one? It's in Lake Arrowhead? Yeah. Yeah. They built one in Chicago, too. When I was a kid, there was a Santa's Village there. Nice. Never got to go. (laughs) Do you want to come with us today? (laughs) You know, that's where the rich kids went. I've got an extra ticket. You can come with us. Nothing quite like spending a day with Santa in August (laughs) in Chicagoland. Yeah, the year-round Five piece. hot dogs and a tilt-a-whirl. <laughs> year-round is an interesting concept yeah. for Santa's Village. Well, but... That's the magic of Santa's mm-hmm. Village. Yeah. We've never been. I'm very excited to see what it's all about. Are you dressed properly for today's excursion? I think so. <laughs> You've got a heavy sweater on. Yes. It's a heavy cable-knit sweater. Yes. You have a puffy winter coat. I do. That's the kind of coat... That I would see worn back in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And that's a heavy-duty winter coat. Yes. I understand your husband pockets. was still concerned about your <laughs> core temperature yeah. dipping below safety today. Mm-hmm. He thought I was dressed too lightly with a thick sweater and a heavy winter jacket. For the 59-degree temperatures yes. that you're going to be braving today? <laughs> it's 59 degrees in here every day. I know. And I grew up in cold weather at 59. I'm going to be good. Sweater, heavy coat, 59 degrees, and he was concerned about you. Yes, but I wouldn't be warm enough. Is he taking necessary precautions? He rushed off to the store last night to buy hand warmers for everyone. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Plus, it's hard. For 59 degrees? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what he's going to do in Seattle in a couple weeks. (laughs) Big test run. Well, Santa's Village was a fixture for me as a young lad growing up in the Midwest. I didn't know that we had one out here. I didn't either until uh, I think it was two years ago. Great grandma invited us and it didn't work out with schedules. And then last year with the pandemic. So this year we're making it happen. Have you been to Santa's Village, Chris Bork? I don't believe I have. No. Just imagine some TV weatherman doing untoward things in the petting zoo. What? Why would you imagine that? Is that a Chris Boyer's village? Yeah. <laughs> That's the special attraction? Yeah. Why is a TV weatherman the sinister character in this? How come it's not um, you who actually does sinister things? Because anytime something odd happens and there's somebody in media involved, it's usually a weatherman. Or you. Or a radio drummer. You? <laughs> what? Well, I've I've never been uh, caught punching the munchkin in front of some lady's house at three. In the no, night. you did it on TV. Well, I wasn't punching it. I you were showing off your private parts. I'd had at least a you know two and a half inches if I were punching it. All right. Well, mm. there you go. That's <laughs> Emily's big day today. That's very exciting. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing about that tomorrow here. I'm sure it'll be great. None of us have slept, so. Is that right? <laughs> nice road trip to the mountains will fix that. I want to say thank you to the San Diego Ford dealers for bringing us this Wednesday hump day. Wednesday, just Wednesday. Mike, Mike, Mike. 
Don't miss the holiday sales event going on now at your local San Diego County Ford dealers. Thanks also to Chris Heller, the home seller, and our dear friends, Jersey Mike's, who brought us today's day five of the uh, 12 days of Christmas. That went off to Cecil and what's uh, Laura. Laura? Cecil and Laura. They actually got over $4,000 in cash and gift cards today. Thank you to Jersey Mike's for leading the giving. And they'll do it again tomorrow for day six. You can always go to 101kgb.com and tell us why your Christmas or someone that you know, their Christmas is in trouble and needs a Christmas miracle this year. That's what we're here for. Thanks, Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. Remember Jersey Mike's in your prayers. And when it's hunger time, Jersey Mike's are the ones who do all these great things for everybody. All right, Sarah, let's hear what happened today on the DSC show. Well, Emily's African in-laws have moved in and it's already begun. Has it? Her father-in-law was up dark and early to send her off to work while Colt was strapped to his bed in zip ties. And Eric didn't even last one night on the air mattress. What was he doing up in the middle of the night? Was he banging on tree trunks, doing war chants, hollowing out canoes? What's he doing? My son and my (laughs) father-in-law. They were both up. Carrying on like maniacs. Uh, Go to sleep! All right. And then we talked about what time do you turn the Christmas lights off at your house? Emily says they go up at 5.15 and they turn off at 10.15, which is too late. Ugh. No one's out there enjoying them. It's stupid because they should go off when you go to bed. I say you turn them on at 4 p.m. and you leave them on until I leave for work at 4.30 a.m. So everyone can enjoy your Christmas lights. But? But Chip is worried that our fake tree with LED lights will catch on fire and burn the house down. So everything needs to go off when I go to bed at 9. There's some safety programming that's in his head that he's still following. Yeah. Boyer asked me during commercials one time, David, did your parents have candles on their Christmas tree? Uh, no, my parents were born after Ben Franklin <laughs> discovered electricity. Nimnod. Candles? He didn't ask. He, he oh my God. said, like, they must have. Oh, were they in the Civil War? <laughs> yes. God. I got offended for my parents' old age. I mean, my dad made it to almost 91, but, you know, he was still born in the 20th century. <laughs> 20th century. Radio, TV, paved roads, flush toilets, the whole, the works. So, no, they did not have candles on their tree. <laughs> it's like what your kid asks you. Did they have food when you were born? <laughs> It's always fun when your kid asks you, did they have such and such when you were a kid? <laughs> nope, all we had was dirt. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> they have TV when you were a kid? Nope. We just looked at rocks. <laughs> what else? Well, if you're worried about porch pirates this season, Dave, you have the solution. They're up an inflatable Alec Baldwin and Kyle Rittenhouse. And they are the perfect Merry porch Christmas. pirate mm-hmm. repellents. That's right. I like it. Listener Tim wanted to know what the greatest movie vehicle chase of all time was, and he said it was the tank pursuit on the James Bond GoldenEye movie. We all had our picks, but Emily pointed out it was Boyer driving his harvester down the street (laughs) in one of our movies. Certainly the most dangerous, frightening of all escapades. Yes. Wasn't chasing anybody because they couldn't catch up with anybody (laughs) who had exceeded 30 miles an hour. Gotten away. Hmm. 
Then we had day five of our 12 days of Christmas. Laura and Cecil were unfortunate enough to end up with iHeart as their landlord, so they're being kicked out right before Christmas. But now they have money to make rent when they find a new home. If you missed it, the Christmas wish is going to be posted at 101kgb.com today. The celebrity death star was called in for Shirley Temple, who huh. may have died recently or may have died in 2014. Yeah, that was my mistake. Sorry about that, death star. Yeah. It's all right. She was in. Now she's out. <laughs> then we played a game to send a listener to Universal Studios. If um, Basically, whoever won the game could win a hint for the playoff games coming up. And uh, it was basically, Dave, you said a famous Christmas line from a movie, and then we had to guess what it was. Well, 48 hours in Groundhog's Day were missing from this list. <laughs> but... <laughs> At the end, Anna, Chainsaw, and myself all committed suicide, so Emily could win, and so the Home Alone Grinch could gun down Cindy Lou Who. Wasn't it great, though? The very first movie, a Christmas movie, Boyer guest, Groundhog's Day. <laughs> what? The great Christmas movie, yeah. Groundhog's Day, <laughs> which, if I'm not mistaken, is a movie about a whole nother holiday. <laughs> Confirm you're not mistaken. Distinctly different <laughs> and not at all Christmas. Right. <sighs> Can't wait to get my Groundhog Day tree. That was going to be something special. All right. Just gonna try. We talked about the babysitter who was fed up with a mom who never came home on time, but this time she stayed out way too late. So the babysitter called the cops on her. The cops took the kids. And then the mom blamed the babysitter for CPS showing up and said she's totally the bigger jerk. So, on this show, everyone thinks the babysitter is the bigger jerk, but Boyer says the mom is absolutely at fault and was probably abducted and locked up in the trunk of a tornado Oldsmobile Delmont. Something like that. Our audience agrees with Chris Boyer, <laughs> the child-rearing expert. Hi, Dave. I raised three kids. I'm not the expert Chris Boyer is, but I think this mom is 100% to blame for what happened. Just like Chris Boyer said, she is the dick. I can't imagine not responding to the person who's watching my kids trying to contact me. This mother prioritized her fun time over the welfare of her children. Well, that's just all part of being a mom. I mean, come on. When it's, when it's Chardonnay o'clock, so long. You're not going to be hearing from me again. The babysitter waited hours after mom was supposed to be home and then gave her fair warning. Love your show. That's Jason. Dear Dave, I babysat a pair of kids one time. Parents left to go gambling at 6, said they'd be back at midnight. They didn't return until 5 in the morning. My mom was so pissed. That was the last time I ever babysat. Also, these parents didn't know me. They were friends of friends. They paid me $100. Definitely was not worth it. It's Trisha checking in. Thank you, Trisha. Dear Dave, the mom is a jerk. The babysitter is a hero. The mom is known to stay out longer than she says she would. She takes advantage of the sitter. The sitter did a favor to all future sitters. Now the mom will think twice about being late. Three hours late is more than generous. Calling the police was the best idea ever. Well, it's too bad the three individuals who masquerade as parents on this show don't know any better. Well, they can learn. That's the important thing. Dear Dave, it wouldn't be the holidays without the entire field of your crew stacking it on the last question of the $5 quiz. (laughs) Followed by Emily sauntering over the finish line. Wow. That's a nutshell right there.
You remember you had said <laughs> that you thought the car chase scene in the Blues Brothers movie was the best car chase. Yeah. And there's a scene at the end of that car chase where about a hundred police cars just all crash into each other. And that's you guys every time. <laughs> Until Emily just drives around it. Sure is. And then just carries on. We're going to be enjoying listening to your show during our pre-dawn humping while Emily is out of town for five weeks. Signed, Emily's in-laws. No, they did not write that. Anything else today? Um, well, we talked a lot about a hypothetical, hypocritical person <laughs> whose dog shat all over his car as soon as he pulled out of his driveway for an 87-hour road trip. <laughs> that same hypocritical person was also hypothetically murdered by Anna, who fantasized about how to brain him and set his body on fire to roast marshmallows <laughs> over. Yay! But finally, David, Boyer said Machine Gun Kelly looks like a fence post with a jack-o'-lantern on top and doubled down saying it twice. And then on top of that, you pointed out, he also said Ford versus Ferrari was a dog turd. So we ended our hump day with $3 in that analogy jar. <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow. Love your show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.